Welcome to the Remote Works Podcast. Discussing the opportunity, culture, experience, and community surrounding remote work. I'm Ari Winokur. And I'm Jonathan Sharp. This is episode 11 with Austin Gilbertson. This episode is sponsored by the Managing Remote Newsletter. If you manage a remote team or organization, sign up to receive the top three articles or links of the week for successful remote teams. Sign up at managingremote.com. Well, spring is starting to sprung up here in Wisconsin. It's 42 degrees today. That's Fahrenheit. (laughs) So kicking off the show today, one of the first things to call out is that we received our first rating and it was five stars. So that was exciting. Definitely. The rating was from Carrie to Phillips. And that's assuming that our Googling that I did matched up with the username that was left in the review. But she left us a five-star rating and is a business owner currently traveling the world. So Thank you, Carrie, for your wonderful review. And if you would like to leave a review, you can always do so in the iTunes store, which we appreciate. As well as our other many uh, locations. Yes, we are on many locations from Stitcher to Overcast to even YouTube. Uh, If you prefer to listen to a version of this on YouTube, we actually also syndicate this to YouTube, which you can check out. And there's links on remote.works. Yes. So... We'll go ahead and jump right into the interview here. I had a chance to sit down with Austin and interview him and catch up. And it was a lot of fun for me as I work with Austin on a daily basis. So it was just kind of an extension of a normal day. Let's get to it. It's my pleasure to welcome Austin to the podcast. I've had the opportunity to work with Austin since late 2014 on my current contract. So let's jump right into it. Welcome, Austin. Thank you. Great to be here. So starting off... Give us an overview of where you currently live, your role at your current job, and your background, such as school, and how you kind of got to where you're at. Yeah, so um, I'll go in reverse order for that. Um, My background, it's actually in engineering, mechanics, and astronautics. Um, I grew up in Minnesota and went to the University of Wisconsin-Madison. And then after that, I was working engineering for a while and stumbled upon this opportunity to join a startup and was working nights and weekends a little bit on this thing we called Red Current at the time. And it eventually uh, developed its own legs, and I left my engineering job and went full-time kind of as a, I don't want to say product manager, but kind of a generalist uh, employee. Um, A problem solver. Yeah. As with most (laughs) startups, you have to do everything, right? Yeah. So it's kind of the position I'm still in right now, actually going on three years now. So I worked uh, at the, our actual company site in Minneapolis. And then about two years ago, my fiance got into business school and we ended up moving out to Boston where I started working remotely. And I'm still currently here. So one of the things that's been a lot of fun on the podcast is that while the tech industry is the hot area right now for remote work, There's a wide number of jobs outside of direct tech, um, even though you kind of are in tech, that allow for remote. And so you didn't intentionally at the beginning be like, I'm looking for a remote job. It just kind of is how it played out. Yeah. And I could almost say I didn't want to go remote to start. Um, It was really just like, okay, yeah, I was actually only dating Heidi at the time. 
but things were going great. And I'm like, okay, I guess maybe I'll move across the country and I'll work, you know, in our, in a spare bedroom in an apartment and be a remote <laughs> worker, I suppose, you know? Yeah. So, uh, I was definitely reluctant to make the switch and especially, you know, not being, uh, I can't just get kind of an assignment as a, a programmer or developer and put my head down and go after it. I needed a lot of interaction and daily interaction with different teams yeah. and I wasn't very siloed out. So, um, yeah, there was a lot of initial hurdles to get over figuring that side of it out, but yeah, it seems to be running smoothly now. So when, when you first kind of started in this role and you were part-time, were you working remote or were you working part-time in an office? Kind of both. Um, our initial team was spread out. So I was one of the only local ones. I would actually work really early in the morning at my engineering job, like uh, starting at like 5 a.m., be done around 2. Then I would drive over to Plymouth where we had an office space and work from about 3 to 7 and then head home and then jump back on the laptop again because we had a team in Japan at the time and I could do one more hour interfacing with our team in Japan. So it was kind of a combination of you know, work in an office and work remotely. I think that's the definition of hustle right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you can see why I was really glad when uh, I was able to make the switch full time <laughs> <laughs> to just focusing on one career path. Yeah. It was definitely a, a very, very intense time. So what's your schedule like now working remote? Much easier than that. <laughs> so, um, you know, we like to talk about our commute times. I think mine is like, I uh, measure it in steps. So I think it's like 35 steps is my commute time. Nice. And it's a little different being on the East Coast and having a lot of your team on Central Time. It's a little delayed. So I would rather work early in the morning and be done early in the evening but yeah. I'm a little delayed on it. So it typically starts around nine for me and then goes until, you know, around five or six. And so you're working pretty regular hours now. Yeah, a lot more regular. Yeah. Um, but, you know, since about half of our team is remote, on any given night, something could come up. And if we're all kind of around, we all jump on it and, hey, let's fix this right now. And, okay, yeah. let's go after it. So with Red Current right now, I think there's still a team in Japan, but they're very asynchronous in communication. And then we have all the way from the Pacific Coast time zone all the way to Eastern time zone where you're at. And there are still a number of people that work in the office, but it seems to me like more and more, there's a lot more flexibility where they have started working from home a couple of days a week. Yeah. It all started with babies on the way. And yes. pretty soon, <laughs> pretty soon, it seemed like a lot more people it was more convenient for them to work from home. Um, completely understandable. And yeah. it's funny, our uh, West Coast employee is actually nocturnal at the moment. So yes. <laughs> kind of out of sync with his wife, with their newborn, you know, just so they have overlapping coverage. And yeah. so yeah. it's, we always end up being, finding a time to communicate and it seems, seems to work. Yeah. So far, at least. So when you were back in Minneapolis and your girlfriend's now fiance were thinking of relocating to the Boston area on the East Coast, what was your first thought like, oh, I'll just take my job with me? Or is it, oh, well, maybe I should look for an engineering job again? Definitely not look for another engineering job. I was really 
and still am dedicated to our startup. And the first thought was, okay, well, I'll just fly a lot (laughs) and I'll fly out during the week and fly out on the weekends and come see you on the weekends and realized pretty quickly that that wasn't the best case. And so then, you know, since half of our team was already remote and I spent half my day video calling, even if someone was in my office, I feel like I would just video call them. (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, you know, it, it probably wouldn't be that different if I went remote and gave it a try. I came back um, for a couple of weeks in the beginning to kind of like ease the transition. And we realized that it really was not uh, a big deal at all. In fact, it has its benefits for sure. Yeah. I find that you end up being like very intentional in having to write out or think through your communication for it to be clear and, and efficient. Whether with Slack is the tool that we use, which is fairly common in a number of places, but whether it's that or Google Hangouts or other methods. Yeah. Screen Hero seems to be taking over since you can actually work someone else's computer and be talking to them at the same time. I feel like that's been even bigger than Google Hangouts now lately for us. Yeah. The quality of tools is really impressive now. I mean, Screen Hero, for example, you are not getting a pixelated screen. Like you can very clearly read text and small details, um, especially when you're dealing with designs and, and very high fidelity level of communication. It's really pretty slick. Yeah, for sure. So uh, talking about the, the process and the method of working remote, one of the things that is a common topic when talking about remote work is distractions and how you fight them. And why don't, why don't you talk a little bit about that? What, what's, have you developed any strategies for staying disciplined and on task or does it just kind of come naturally for you? Uh, yes, no, and sort of for all of that. <laughs> um, it, the first, the first like week or two, maybe even first month of working remote, you're like, this is great. You know, I'm going to do my laundry in the middle of the day and, oh, I can yeah. finally <laughs> take my truck in and, you know, get the, get that check engine light taken off and I can do this and that. And you do those the first couple of weeks and you're like, oh my God, I didn't get any work done. I'm like missing yeah. this. Like you don't realize that you really have to dedicate time like actual time, like the work day towards a, towards just being work. And it's also, you know, it's a little difficult with, um, Heidi being in class because she can come home halfway through the day and, you know, come out for lunch Mm. and I can go see her for lunch, but she might want to talk about, you know, a wedding planning thing or something like that. And I just have to say, yes, I can answer quick questions, but you know, I am still on the clock and she's normally great about that and knows, you know, here's the time for this and here's the time for that. Um, yeah. in terms of little distractions, like I realized my cell phone is one of the biggest distractions ever. And that just gets tossed over on the couch. And mm. that was like the easiest fix. It wasn't like a, you know, I, I don't know, not so much like I can't look at my phone. It's just like move it away. And then I don't even have to think about it. Um, all those little apps that just can steal your attention. It seems like every app you install too, it like, it has every single notification ever turned on. It's like you install the app and it's immediately notifying you of everything that's important. Yeah, and there's no reason for me to be reading an email on this tiny screen when 
I get the exact same email on my computer. Like I can read it right, right. there. So actually switching over, I, I now have a testing phone for our actual app. And so I kept, I keep that phone very clean, like just for testing. And it's been much mm. easier. Like I'll keep that on the desk. So now when I'm actually testing our app, when a Facebook notification pops up, I don't see it on my little screen now and swipe over and get distracted on it. Yeah. I just have a work phone that has our work apps on it. Yeah. So one of the things that I, I know about you is that you have a love for travel. And how have you mixed work and travel and have you mashed them together yet? Or do you still dedicate or focus? I'm traveling right now, so I'm not working. How's that kind of played out? Oh, they are fully mashed. I didn't realize it going in, but Heidi's business school schedule, they get to travel a lot and they go to fun places and they have big groups going and it's kind of a all planned out. You just opt in to kind of do it. And I've been really fortunate that being a remote worker, I was able to go to a lot of these vacations and trips that they had. And so in just last year, we did all of Patagonia. We did New Zealand. We did Iceland. We did Australia. I, it's not like I'm working full time and, you know, missing out on the the big adventures, but I'm able yeah. to bring a laptop, find some Wi-Fi, and still check in for a few hours a day and make sure, you know, the, the house isn't burning down. Yeah. That's been probably the biggest advantage of working remote is that even just uh, heading down to Rhode Island where Heidi's family's from for for Easter, we can leave Friday morning and I can work all, all Friday from her parents' house and she can get time yeah. with the family and then we just get extended weekends out of the working remote. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the things that I, I noticed when I first started working remote is we realized that we could go travel to a family, uh, to a relative's house, and I could keep working even if it was just half days, but some form of work. And it made it real easy. It was like, oh, we want to go up there for two weeks? Let's go do that. It just freed up the options for travel, which was really a huge benefit. Yeah. And then it's always uh, start the game of finding the Wi-Fi, and yes. you know I've had some <laughs> some fun adventures with that along the way too, which it keeps everything interesting. Yeah, <laughs> not all Wi-Fi is created equal. Yeah, for sure. So, what do you do for personal development? Because when you work remote and you're not in an office, every job has a level of personal development that just happens unintentionally when you're in the office and you're co-located and you hear someone talk about something or. They're discussing a problem totally outside your field that's of interest, or there's even mentorship type roles. What are you doing now that you're remote to facilitate that? I don't feel like I've had to make any different efforts in terms of seeking something out. I feel like it's still inherent just from all the communication we do have. Being on all the different Slack channels and still working day to day with all our different teams, I feel like I'm still connected enough with the actual office where I'm learning all sorts of things. Like even just today, I'm now rebasing on my own in Git, <laughs> my own yes. stuff. So, uh, you know, Collins had to bear the brunt of teaching me a lot of that, but it's working out. So yeah, I, I feel like I haven't had to make any like actual attempts on my own. It's still yeah. coming to me. And that really is probably part of the culture of the company really embracing a remote culture and having a common communication area on Slack where it still happens organically as long as people are in the various channels that are relevant to them. Yeah. And in terms of just having like a random channel, 
like literally named random, where we can just post yeah. all the interesting articles of things that are happening, who's been hacked, yeah. what's, what's going on with net neutrality. It's a nice break, and I feel like I can keep up with uh, the, the office chatter. Yeah. I think one of the favorite ones that popped up in random recently was the BBC interview that got crashed by the toddlers. <laughs> yes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> because that is happened many a time as, as remote <laughs> workers we've all had yes. that yep. <laughs> yeah it's like uh, it's really like a badge of honor you know it's like welcome to the club yep so on the topic of health and working remote is there anything specific related to health and maintaining it that you're doing and not just remote but even in an office you know they're saying that sitting is the new smoking what are you doing to to stay active well i'm standing right now so i did the poor man's approach and got some two by fours and just built a little platform for my desk. So I just have like my classic desk from college still, and it's just raised up. And so mostly stand. And then I I do have a stool, like kind of like a a drafter's stool, just like a cheap Amazon version. So if I do need to sit down or, you know, it's, I tend to sit when I eat, then I have that too. But in terms of physical fitness, yeah, I feel like I, I force myself to leave leave the house because my remote office is in my home. And, you know, checking the mail once a day doesn't actually count. Uh, yeah. But I'm fortunate <laughs> enough that uh, as a partner to Heidi, I'm allowed to use the school gym. And I'm also oh, allowed to play, nice. play on the business school hockey team. So... I still have hockey twice a week and I get to go out to the gym and then there's just enough stuff happening on campus and it's about a 15 minute walk away that even just going onto campus a few times a week um, satisfies a lot of just, you know, not going insane (laughs) in one tiny area. So you seem like a highly sociable person that loves interacting with other people. How has that transition been? And do you have any pets or plants or things that need your love and affection there at your home office? Or how has that played out? Yeah, luckily, I mean, no pets, um, you know, dog for sure in the future, but we're just traveling so much right now, it'd be pretty difficult. Um, yeah. I do have a uh, pet jalapeno plant which is uh, Ooh. should be budding any day now, so it requires a little bit of water. <laughs> not Nothing <laughs> intense. But the one nice thing is that Heidi does tend to come home uh, after lunch or after her classes, in between some classes, and so I'm not like just completely alone for 12 hours during the day because, yes, then I would be going yeah. pretty insane. Um, but, you know, if there's slow days now and then, and th- that's when I can just call into the office and, you know, even just catching up on, oh, how is this going? How's that going? It doesn't even have to be like, I have an issue. Um, just checking in yeah. to see what everyone's up to. Like, is anyone working over there today? Slack seems pretty quiet. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Any, any communication is great. So what advice would you have for someone that is considering working remote? You know, I guess since I've really only experienced it with our company, I probably don't give the best advice, but I feel like having other people be remote as well seems to really help out because if I was the only person not in the office, the FOMO level would be through the roof, 
right? Like yeah. all you'd hear about is the what they're doing, and you know, every call you're on, you're, you're going to be wondering if if that's the Mario Kart theme song you're hearing in the background. And right. <laughs> it, it's it, um, knowing that there's a lot of other people out there in the same situation, and that it really fosters better communication. I think so. I also think um, having like a dedicated space is really nice because mm-hmm. I can go into our second bedroom, I can close the door, and it's like it, this is an office, so I know I'm working. I, I don't have to think about the dishes right now. I don't have to think about the laundry. I can just think about my office. Yeah, and that's been that's been really nice. So. What do you see as your long-term career objective in terms of like remote work? Do you want to be back in an office at some time? How do you see yourself going forward now that you've had this experience? Oh, that's, it's so hard. I do love the office and I love interactions, but now being able to compare and contrast working remote versus working in the office, especially since I still go back for weeks at a time, I realize yeah. how little I get done going into the office sometimes combined with you know traveling and the commute there is a lot more small talk or even just you know fixing problems here and there that aren't really related to you but end up consuming a lot of your time and so in terms of my future of being like a really productive worker i'd say remote is best for working for me um but at the same time i also know long term i'm not sure how if i went to a new job how it would evolve into me working remotely. I feel like it's still not, it's not that common yet, but slowly becoming more common. Yeah. Yeah. I think I would like to continue working remotely though. So long-term career wise, are you thinking that you would like to stay in the product management side of it, kind of more the business side, or would you ever see yourself going back to the engineering that you did previously? So uh, I love the engineering side uh, and just I love the problem solving set that I get to do but I really love the product management side of being able to touch a lot of different things working with the back end working with the front end working with marketing and it's weird I can kind of satisfy my engineering needs on the weekends like doing my Mm. own personal projects building my own little tinkering here and there and that sort of thing that kind of satisfies that engineering side so I do see myself staying in the product management role, and especially since I've now have some skills making it work remotely. Yeah. Well, Austin, thank you so much for taking the time to come on the podcast and join us, and I guess I'll see you back at work. Yeah. Yeah. I'll see you on the next uh, Google Hangout. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Thanks so much. And we'll put the links to Austin's social profiles and all that type of stuff in the show notes, so be able to check those out later. And we're back. What are your thoughts, Ari? Well, it's interesting to hear from uh, Austin how he comes at this as somebody who didn't really seek out remote work, but rather kind of fell into it. And it seems like he's now enjoying it. Um, You know, he also showed a concern with remote work, which, uh, which I feel is something that may be a little standoffish for some people, too, which is I'm all alone. I need interaction. I need other people. And, you know, he found a way around that. And that's just, uh, I think that's pretty neat that you can do that where you can go out there and work remote, but not be all alone and find ways to interact with people, whether directly working, who you, excuse me, whether you directly work with them or otherwise. 
Yeah. And I, I think that really has kind of been a common theme from a number of people we've talked to where they just kind of stumbled into remote work. They they were doing some type of project work or they heard about an interesting opportunity that they picked up on the side and it kind of blossomed and grew to something more full time, which is a great way to approach it um, and kind of get your feet under you and learn some of the practices for remote work. One of the other things I liked is the fact that Austin had a background in, in engineering and kind of has crossed over into a new field. Um, I always love to hear people that, that have a background in one specific area and they kind of take that experience or, or the, the learning education that they did and apply it in other ways. So in Austin's case, a lot of project management and critical thinking and um, analytics and that type of stuff. So it was great. I appreciate it. Definitely. So in this section of the show called What's the Buzz, we share a tip or trick that is helpful if you work remote. So Ari, why don't you kick us off? Well, on the focus of uh, finding that remote job, for those people who are either currently working remote and looking for a new job or looking to go remote, there's a, uh, a newer job board, which I've been uh, trying out, um, looking, looking at the opportunities, uh, called goremotejobs.com. They say they're the remote jobs for, as they put it, the digitally inclined. So that probably covers a large portion of the types of people we've been talking to or talking about for the most part. Obviously, we, we, we intend our audience to branch out further than that. But for those people who are in that group, um, you know, it's, it's all working in a digital type field, whether it's um, working uh, technical customer support work, whether it's being a software engineer developers, you know, things of that nature. Yeah. So I'm scrolling through their site here and I see jobs for a product designer, data engineer, React JavaScript engineer, DevOps leader. Yes. There's a technical account manager, customer right. success specialist. So there, there is kind of a wide variety of jobs here, probably more in the, the business slash IT side of things. Right. I mean, there's a Walkthrough video producer is a title on this list. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there it is. I'm going to click on it and see what this is. This is for Hub Staff. Shout out to Hub Staff. And they're looking for a creative professional to make walkthrough and instructional videos of their software in action. Ooh. That's actually pretty cool. So I'm guessing that's a lot of doing screen capture and screen recordings. That's a neat job. Right. So that piques my interest for sure. Yeah. I mean, there's a. <laughs> There's also some uh, animation-oriented front-end web development, some back-end development. You just keep going down. There's some quality assurance work. There's even uh, somebody posted for an executive assistant. I'm not sure how digital that is, but it's on the list. Excellent. Well, that's a, a great summary and a shout-out. So one, one thing that's fun to see when you're remote is that there really are a wide variety of jobs and organizations that may not be local that have great opportunities. So we'll link to that in the show notes. So for mine, I have the Lamisel cell phone tablet stand. I recently picked this up for my desk and it holds my cell phone and it's about 10 bucks. And the thing that I love about it is it's all aluminum. So it's really a high quality product and I, I love it. So we'll put a link to that in the show notes where you can pick it up. Very nice. Yeah, I'm looking at it. It looks like it, it holds it up nicely so you can actually keep it plugged in and charging too. 
Yeah. And one of the things I like about it too, is the fact that it actually works with a case. So I have an OtterBox commuter case on my phone uh-huh. and the stand is big enough that the phone actually sets in there quite nice with the, the case still on it. So um, some other stands, not so much. Sure. And we actually have uh, one more clip to play from Austin here. He actually chimed in too on What's the Buzz, so we'll hear what he has to say. So Austin, do you have any tips or tricks? Basically, what's the buzz? I do, actually. So I've got two apps for you that I've been loving recently. Uh, The first one is Wi-Fi Sweet Spot. It's basically just a Wi-Fi sniffer that I found is really useful when you're traveling. So I've used it in coffee shops to kind of walk around the open tables and find the one with the strongest Wi-Fi. And I've also used it to reset Heidi's parents' router when we couldn't find it. (laughs) Apparently it was buried down in the basement in a corner. And the app basically just pings as you get closer. The closer you get, the stronger the signal and the, the faster the pings become. So is this for an Apple or an Android? Um, I just have it on Apple, but I'm assuming it's so basic, they, they should have it for Android too, I'm guessing. Okay. Simple download, it was free, and it serves its purpose. Awesome. So what was the second one? So the second one I just discovered a few months ago, it's called Duet, and it's an app that you get on your computer and on your iPad if you have one, and it turns your iPad into a second monitor. So, you know, I get spoiled with my two big monitors at my desk, but when I travel, all I have is my 13-inch MacBook, and it's a little difficult to work on that. So I pull my iPad up and stand it next to it, connect it with Duet, and then I can put Slack channel over there, I can put my mail over there, or whatever else I'm working on. And it's very responsive, very fast. I don't know if it works with Android, but I do know it works with Windows computers. Windows computers okay. to iPads. Ah, and that's slick. That's Yeah, that's been a great trick for traveling, um, especially if you're going to set up a remote office for any duration of time. Yeah. Uh, a remote, remote office. <laughs> it it helped you uh, to justify the purchase of that iPad Pro, too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks. Thank you for listening to the Remote Works Podcast. This podcast is only half of the conversation. The other half is from you, our listeners. We appreciate your questions and feedback. Leave us a voicemail at remote.works voicemail, and we may incorporate it into a future episode. Subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or others. And please take a moment to leave us a review when you subscribe. Be sure to include your real name and mention your website or social media link, and we may incorporate the review in a future episode. The show notes with links to resources along with a transcript of this episode is available at remote.works slash 11 for episode 11. You can recommend a guest or topic for the podcast or sponsor an episode by visiting us at remote.works. Finally, until next time, go be awesome. Thank you for listening. This is the Remote Works Podcast. This podcast is a production of and copyright Cultivate Now. All rights reserved.